Steve Gunnarusla, August Afalchroke, the on um, program here tonight. Uh, first of all, uh, I would last to introduce uh, here on our Kegeblin uh, celebration, our Uchtaran ILCU, Shashin Helena McManus, and of course our uh, writer of our book. Uh, 50 Years of Derg Credit Union, uh, Jim O'Brien. Uh, it gives me great pleasure to thank you all for coming here tonight to celebrate 50 years of Derg Credit Union. And of course, I want to uh, thank our friends over here, our politicians, uh, to um, welcome you here this evening to celebrate with us. It gives me great pleasure, of course, to be up here to help with these celebrations. Credit Union, what does it mean to us? It's interesting that we have to go back right into the second last century, the 1800s, for the origins of the Credit Union as we know today. It was in Niedersachsen, in Germany, that the first credit union, if you want to call it so, which was actually an agricultural cooperative, was founded. That worked well, but had thin beginnings, and indeed, it didn't last very long. But it was a gentleman by the name of Herr Raffeisen who grabbed the bull by the horn, so to speak, and started the credit union organization as we know it today. And the whole thesis behind that, again, it was agricultural based, was to get people who saved money so that they could help their neighbors to borrow money. And that was, if you wish, uh, the initiation of the credit union movement. It moved along through German French and Polish circles, which would have been, of course, Prussia at the time, and uh, moved along very, very nicely. It wasn't until the very early 1900s that the credit union spread, the whole ethos of credit union spread into Quebec in Canada, when one of the founders of the credit union movement in Canada came across a man who was in debt for $150, but who owed $5,000 in interest. And he decided that he would start the Casse Provençal in Quebec back in 1904. Very rapidly, of course, the, the idea and the ethos of the credit union spread through Canada, and today, are probably one of the stronger holders of credit union. It spread into the United States and then on into Africa. The credit union started in Ireland in around the 1950s. And 1954, I think, saw many credit unions founded uh, in and around Ireland. But it's interesting that we were not too far behind here in East Clare. And I'm not going to steal Jim's 
thunder and tell you all about uh, the credit union movement in East Clare and how it developed. But tonight is a night of commemoration. It's a night that we are in joyous commemoration on the people who started the credit union movement here some 50 years ago. And indeed, it is great to see Patsy O'Brien here because it was in front of her fire that the credit union movement was founded. And Kogordikus Goody Patsy August Matty O'Brien. Can we have just a quick <laughs> welcome to them? I'm given to understand that the uh, idea of having it in Patsy's house was for six weeks. And I believe that took six years. So she has, for all intents and purposes, been a great advocator of the credit union as we know today. Of course, the people who had the foresight to start the credit union in East Clare, calling it Dirk Credit Union today, falls on a couple of people who are here tonight. One is Willem McLeisett and Michael Cleary. They had the foresight. They've been involved in the credit union from its inception back in those days in Patsy O'Brien's house. Today, the credit union has moved on from strength to strength. It has changed. It has metamorphosed, if you wish to call it so, from an organization which was totally voluntary run to an organization today which is totally professionally run. That is apart from its great volunteers and indeed its board, who are all volunteers also. So tonight we're here to remember those who were the founder fathers and mothers. We're here to remember all our members. And today our membership is within around the 10,000 bracket which is quite phenomenal. And of course, we have spread from Whitegate down to Ballinan County Tipperary, from Killaloo out to O'Brien's Bridge, from Brian's Bridge right up through Bodike, Broadford, Tom Graney, Scariff, and off up to the Golden Gates up at Drummondura. That is up for those who don't know the geography of the parish. That's up way above Flagmount. And it has really spread its wings, and it's gone, thanks be to God, from strength to strength. So it's also, as I say, a night of memory. It's a night of congratulations to all the people who have helped in putting this organization together, and all the people who have worked so hard, whether as volunteers or indeed as paid members of staff through the years to bring us to where we are tonight. So I say to everybody, Kogordikus, Gogokdina, Galair. So, we have, of course, a few little jobs to do here tonight as well. And in memory, or if you want, want to know in congratulations or in, 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 in um, appreciation for all that work, the Credit Union uh, Promotions Committee asked Jim O'Brien here to write a couple of in terms of a book 
about the history of Derrick Credit Union. So without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Jim, who's going to say a couple of focal on behalf. Thank you. Um, Michael McNamara, Hanador, uh, Timmy Dooley, Corlord Joe Cooney, Uchtron, Conrad Cork, Credvassen, the Heron, Helene McManus, Cahirlach, Cork, Credvassen, Derigert, Philip Moreau, Bwilden, Board Stewart, Fuern, on Cork, Credvassen, Agasagrina, Ushla, Illig. Deputy Michael McNamara, Senator Timmy Dooley, uh, Councillor Joe Cooney, President of the ILCU, Helene McManus, Chairman of Derrick Credit Union, Philip Moreau, and members of the board and staff, and uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it would be an understatement to say that I am delighted to be here tonight. I suppose I am delighted and relieved, and my wife is here tonight, Louise, and she's equally delighted and relieved because she won't have to listen to me belly aching again for, she hopes, for another few hours anyway. And, um, you know, when I was asked by uh, Siobhan Jurek first to do this job, I expected it to be a kind of a cross-country run, that I knew the territory. I hadn't expected it to be a marathon, and uh, that it was. And I feel a small bit like the fellow who went into confession, and he said to the priest, he said, Father, I, I stole something. And he said, what did you steal? He said, I stole a rope. Uh, he said, sure, there's nothing much wrong with that. And he said, but there was a racehorse tied down to the end of it, Father, he said. <laughs> um, I, I just hope that, uh, that at the end of all the effort that the, that the final product does justice to the women and men of Dirk Credit Union who have built and sustained an excellent organisation that has made and continues to make a profound difference to the people of East Clare. Um, about this time last year, Siobhan emailed me and asked me if I'd meet William McLeisett, uh, Michael uh, Cleary and herself to talk about a book for the 50th anniversary of the Credit Union. And it was to be produced on or before the April 13, 13th this year, which was the 50th anniversary of the first meeting of the Management Committee or of the Board of Der Credit Union. So I said yes, thinking I knew all about the Credit Union, having served on the board and as a secretary and also on the Promotions Development Committee. But having chatted to a few people, thinking I'd get a bit of the oral history together, um, I found it hard to come by hard information because it's 50 years, it's a long time. And people uh, mix up decades and they mix up uh, dates and the sequence of events. There was nothing for it but to go up to the board room in Derrick Credit Union and go through and read 50 years of minutes, which I did. And um, my mother, God be good to her, was very proud of me that I kept my nose to the grind at least once in my life. Um, in the meantime, in early January, William McLeisett phoned me in the car and, and he committed an absolutely mortal sin. I haven't told you, William, that you committed a mortal sin because I kind of work as a, as a journalist, so the last thing you do to a journalist is extend the deadline. <laughs> and so uh, he said that due to COVID, there would be no point in having a, an event in April because people wouldn't be able to gather. And he said also, you will need to go and talk to people and they won't be talking to you. They won't be letting you into your ho their homes. So he said, um, 
we'll put it off until the autumn. And sure, um, like he played right in to the heart of my procrastination. Uh, and taking a deadline away from a journalist is like taking a spencil off a cow. She'll take off. So anyway, it was decided to have the summer to get the book ready, and sure, I did. But on Wednesday, the, the 10th of February, I must say, I went in to the credit union for the first time and up to the boardroom and started with the first minutes of 1971. I couldn't take the minute books out of the building, obviously. They had to stay there. So I had to go there and do my work there. So I could be found there at any time of the day or night, any day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, bank holiday, Mondays. I know every creak and squeak in the building. And I knew at night when I thought someone had broken in downstairs and I was nearly under the table, thinking I was about to be taken away. And some nights I was so late leaving the place, I was afraid someone was going to call the guards and I'd be lifted on the street and I'd have an awful lot of explanation to do. It took me until September to finish reading the minutes. And that was after some concentrated effort, I must say. But I left myself, unfortunately, very little time to interview people since we set tonight's launch date in stone. So among the regrets I have in relation to the book is that I didn't have more time to interview people because interviewing people gave great life to what I'd been reading on dry pages for a few months. So um, I'd just like to take uh, an opportunity as well to apologise to people I didn't get around to, but there was a deadline facing me fairly uh, smartly. And I hadn't realised at all how long it would take to read the minutes. And in fact, some of my own notes, I wouldn't believe them. I'd have to go back and check again. So uh, it, was, it was a large piece of work in that regard. And reading through the minutes was a fascinating process in terms of um, it gave you a real sense of the times that were in it. In some ways, it was like a, a trip down memory lane for myself because I could picture where I was in my own life at that time. In 1971, I was finishing first year in boarding school in, down in Cork. In 1974, I was doing my intro cert. In 1975, it was my leaving cert year. So I could trace my own life, and it almost gave me, the, um, gave me the framework, maybe, for writing a memoir at some stage. It was all right, Louise, I'm not going to. I won't tell the truth. It's all right. Um, it was also uh, like looking in detail into a very different Ireland, one where you could go on a family holiday for £40, where travel expenses were paid at fourpence a mile, and where a pound a week was regarded as too much to pay anyone in Broadford for the rent of their place as a collection point. <laughs> and, um, and also a, a world where it took four months to decide whether or not to spend the princely sum of £19 on a calculator. Now, that is, it might sound like a joke, but the, the funny thing is, we ha- I had to remind myself that this committee was only meeting once a month. So therefore, if something was postponed from one month to another, it was a month late. So if something was put off, we'll deal with that again. It took ages. So I had to keep reminding myself that they weren't meeting again the following week. But it's amazing how the preoccupations remain the same. And having served on the board, I suppose I could see them coming up again. At the beginning, there was a preoccupation with finding a home for, for their credit union in Scariff and then subsequently in Killaloo. And right up until 1998, that took a lot of time and, uh, first, uh, uh, for, for both Killaloo and for, um, for, for Scarif, but also um, for Ballina, 
and there, there is no debate, that, and that was a saga in itself. Um, also, the discussions about taking on staff was happening right from the beginning. And even though the workload was growing and expanding uh, exponentially all the time, the, the board and the volunteers were adamant that they were going to keep it as a voluntary organization for as long as they could. And, 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 and they did, indeed. And then another uh, piece of discussion that's ongoing all the time is about giving out business loans. And that was starting again from the beginning, and it's still going on, and indeed the Cultivate program has taken up some of that slack. And the struggle to get out loans from the beginning was also uh, is gone, is still going on in increasing the loan book. I remember Patsy O'Brien telling me there that um, they had no bother gathering money at the beginning to get people to invest shares, but they had an awful job convincing people to come and borrow at the very beginning. And at the, at the beginning, she said Johnny Maloney borrowed money for a, for a washing machine that he didn't need at all. Uh, <laughs> and he was telling everybody how good the washing machine was. And, and, and also Patsy's sister, Anne, Patsy didn't tell me this, but luckily enough, your sister was there on the day, Patsy, to spill the beans. And she said that, uh, she said that Anne still meets people on the street who say, oh God, thank God for Patsy. Only for her, I'd have been in the poorhouse. She got me a few bob when I, wanted, when I needed it. And, um, but Patsy was all the time trying to convince people to, to take out loans. I suppose credit control and debt management was another constant right throughout the, the history of the credit union. And you know, it was. It took up a lot of time at, at meetings, uh, in debt recovery and all that. But it's, it's interesting to note that there were two things happening. One was the profound care that the board felt for the money, the members' money that they had loaned and wasn't coming back. That was their primary motivation force. And the second thing, was a profound sense of care for the person who had borrowed the money and was in difficulty. So that, 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 and that is something that it, the credit union, I'm sure it's true of credit unions around the country, but to be deeply proud of um, that, that, that burden of care that it took on. Um, and then I remember well, you know, during board meetings when I was, in, when I was uh, on the board, that if one of us inadvertently spoke about customers our clients of the credit union, we would be immediately corrected and reminded that the credit union has members, not clients, nor customers, or punters. And the welfare of the members and their savings was paramount. Um, that ethos of care permeates the whole organization. Although this was a tough piece of work and caused me sleepless nights, it still was a profound experience to read about a financial institution that's local, locally owned by people, and that the whole motivation was the care for the community. Um, I, I remember coming up to the, the print, I thought it was a bad during thing, but I, even the night before I went to print, I couldn't sleep at all, because I kept remembering bits and pieces. I had the poor man, um, Daniel Gonzalez was the, the man I was working with in real print, and I nearly gave the two of us a nervous breakdown for a finish because I kept ringing him, remembering one thing. One of the things I remembered, would you believe, in the middle of the night, that under one of the photographs, I had spelled Scarif wrong. <laughs> and I got up that morning and I realized that the school where my children went to secondary school in St. Anne's is called St. Anne's Community College, and I had called it St. Anne's Community School. 
So after I rang him about that, he said, Jim, I'm going to the print room, I'm turning off my phone, and I'm turning off my computer, and you go back to bed. <laughs> um, however, during the whole lot, what kept me going was the kindness and the generosity and the encouragement of the staff and the manager of the credit union. It was a lovely place to work. And I've spent most of my life working at home now at this stage. And it was great to go out into another workplace. And could I say to the board and the members and to the members and to the esteemed president of the ILCU, their credit union might have 33 million in assets, but the value of their staff, their courtesy, their care, and their professionalism can't be calculated by any millions. They go above and beyond the, the call of duty. And there was a gorgeous place to work and great people to work with. You're blessed with the staff that you have. I want to say a special thanks to them all for their kindness and assistance. And um, the chocolate is now safe in the canteen. As a blow-in as well, my local knowledge was a bit patchy. It wouldn't be great. Uh, for instance, Tony Kelly, Lord have mercy on him, I had him principal of the National School in Fecal, and that had to be corrected fairly lively. And, um, but they kept me on the straight and narrow in that regard. Finally, I think the book is a reasonable tour through 50 years of their credit union. It is structured more or less chronologically, decade by decade, except I gathered some recurring themes into a series of panels that appear throughout the book. So, for instance, the Common Bond gets a panel, the Search for Building in Scarif and Killaloo gets a panel, the Sponsorship and Donations get a panel, the Work with Schools get one, as, a, as does Credit Control, and there's a panel for the giving out of loans. There's one on bereavements and a panel where some members of staff and board gave me uh, some of their reflections, kind of a random uh, selection and run through the, the staff and, and some board members. I just hope everything is covered. And finally, this book attempts to document an extraordinary 50 years of work undertaken by extraordinary people. You are part of a movement that changed people's lives here in East Clare. I hope this book is an adequate record of what you have achieved and an encouragement to you to go on achieving, to go on gathering and giving. Gormila Magif. Now, without further ado, to continue with tonight's celebration, I call on Octoron ILCU, Helena McManus, to say a couple of Thank you very much, Helena. Good evening, everybody. Uh, delighted to be invited here. Very, very proud mm -hmm. to see a credit union such as Derg Credit Union reach its uh, 50th celebration as a standalone credit union, very important. Uh, and I'm going to be very clever 
because I have everybody's name written here. Uh, you know, in, I don't want to forget anybody. So I'm saying hello to and good evening uh, to all our credit union friends here. Uh, I'm sure there are people here from the board, the oversight committee, members possibly, and founding members, which is a hugely, you know, it's just huge that we have people here who actually had the vision to set out and set this up at a time when money was so badly needed. And uh, to our political friends, and I'm going to call you political friends because I always call on my friends when I want things done. And uh, I would expect that you will go back to your various parties, areas, independent, I know down there, and that you advocate for credit unions because credit unions are hugely valuable in their communities, hugely valuable now as much as they ever were when they were set up in Ireland in the 1950s. So I'm speaking to uh, Deputy Michael McNamara, Senator Timmy Dooley and Councillor Joe Cooney. So I will remember those names, I'll have them printed in my head and you can expect to hear from me again to check how far you have gone with the delivery of the good message of what credit unions are all about. And I'm here to launch the book, but in, in terms of this, I actually read this, uh, the contents start on page three, and the book ends on page 67. And I read every bit of it uh, in advance of tonight's celebrations. And I have to say, it's, it's just credit unions. It's just that feeling. It doesn't matter where you are on the island of Ireland because the Irish League of Credit Unions and their credit union is affiliated to the Irish League of Credit Unions. And we cover 32 counties in Ireland. So we have, we have no border. And this just speaks volumes. It's the story of every credit union. And that's what credit unions are about. It's the stories, the communities, the people it affects. And I, I, I really smiled, and I must ask the question, that 50 euro, the first loan, 50 euro back then was quite the bit of money to borrow, to be honest with you, because we were really looking at 20, 25, 30 euro. But 50 euro for a sewing machine. So I presume, and am I wrong, was it a woman? I don't know. So I, I'm going to take it, being a bit, that it probably was. You know, and when credit unions were set up in the late 1950s, it was predominantly because women had no access to credit without the consent of their husbands, father, or whatever else. Even if they had their own money, that didn't matter. They weren't treated as independent individuals who could actually borrow and pay back. They had to get permission. Credit unions, that stopped when they joined a credit union because they could actually borrow under their own name and in, under their own whatever money they had, you know, because you just had to prove that you could repay. So, you know, it was very equalizing. And money, money was something that it was predominantly the women of Ireland who had the purse strings in the home. So it was very important that they could have access to credit. So that hasn't changed very much in terms of where we're coming today. 
and we have a situation in this country, and I actually spoke about it earlier, where we now have our younger people, our children, grandchildren, who have no access to housing simply because the bulk of their earnings are spent renting. So the money they're spending is for the benefit of others, pension funds outside of the country, whatever, yet they're paying more in rent that they would than they would in mortgages. And, you know, that is just so wrong. That is not an equal uh, playing pitch for our next generation who are suffering because of the recession and everything else. So, you know, we need an equal playing pitch and we need credit unions because credit unions treat people equally and fairly and they determine what you can borrow. It's all down to what you can repay. And it's not a straight amount every week, every fortnight, every month. It's down to, you know, if something happens, you're brought in, you're spoken to on a personal level. So credit unions are both uh, personal, to treat people in a personal manner, but they're also personable. And Jim said that earlier, the way he was treated in their credit union. You know, that's something that isn't, we don't have in the banks. It's very simply, we just don't have that. And credit unions have proven how trusted they are. This year in the CX, which is Customer Excellence Awards, and I know we have members, uh, the seventh year in a row, credit unions have been voted the most trusted financial institution in the country. That's a huge, huge endorsement of credit unions. Their credit union is no different. Um, I was reading this, and I have to say, you know, in the first few pages, that vision of uh, the front room of the O'Brien family's home and a big fire on, and you know, doing the business of credit unions in somebody's home, that speaks volumes. That shows the credit union ethos. You know, you do the business no matter what it takes to do it. You wrap your hands around people. You're not pushing them away. And that's how Derg Credit Union started. And the story throughout, it's woven with, you know, it's all about exactly what it says on the front, 50 years of gathering and giving, because that's what they have done. They have given all the time. Uh, a huge testament to the area, to the founding members who had that vision and who set up the credit union, you know, for everyone to enjoy. It's very important that you support the credit union and that's what's outside the door. It says credit. And yes, do that bit of saving. Absolutely yes. But go in and borrow because that's what will keep your credit union alive. And that's what their credit union needs to do. It needs to stay alive to make a difference to its community and to all of you. So I absolutely am delighted to be asked here, delighted to be able to say absolutely well done. You're just brilliant. There are no other words. And to the founding members, you are just such visionary people and taking everything into hand and saw no matter what came your way, like you've gone through everything. You've gone through recessions, you have gone through all kinds of crashes and then we had the pandemic. Credit union stayed open. Credit union still met with its members. The credit union still looked after people and the credit union continues to flourish.
we just need to bring that up a little bit and we need to sit it in our government in Dublin and the need to actually where they endorse everything we do and the talk to talk without a shadow of a doubt and the compliment us on everything. But we need more than that now. We actually need action. We need that walk and the need to walk that talk and the need to change the legislation, the need to allow the central bank to regulate us, but not to grind us into the ground. So I'm asking the politicians in the room to come, go back with that message and ask that we are allowed to flourish. Don't kill us because we are needed and we are the best thing that has ever happened in Ireland as a financial institution. That's our credit union, our credit union movement, and that's Derg Credit Union. Thank you. gives me huge pleasure to launch the book uh, by Jim O'Brien, which is absolutely testament to the work that Derek Credit Union and all the volunteers and staff have done over the years. And the monumental work, I was very impressed to hear Jim say that he went into the Credit Union and read all the minutes. I have been secretary for years of our local credit union, and honest to God, I would not like to have to read even the three years of my minutes, I can tell you. <laughs> so I think he deserves a huge round of applause. <laughs> and an invaluable documentation for the future and, and of the past, but for the future. And here's to the next 50 years. Thank, Thank you, you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. And now I'm here, joined in conversation with Marion Quinn. Marion, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Marie. Uh, Marion, I suppose we'll start. You've a good background in the credit union. How did you get involved in the credit union? Um, I got involved in the summer of 1998. Um, I was actually on maternity leave. And I suppose the main purpose at the time was to, they told me, our people had said at the time that if you want to get a job in the credit union, that if you got in volunteering, you would be on the pig's back to get it. So you were thinking it. So I, that, that was my, my motto or, or my Your main goal. goal at the time to um, to get involved in the credit union. And sure, who thought that 20 years or 20 plus years later, yeah. I'd be still involved as a volunteer and never get me a job inside right. it. But anyway, that's another story. But um, yeah, it was it was the summer of '98. I was, as I said, on maternity leave. I went in. Um, there were you'd volunteer at the time, doing the evening Thursday and Friday evenings. Oh yes, it used to be open late. It used to be open yeah. until nine o'clock. Um, yeah, on a Thursday and Friday evening, you we'd in there and we were um, was myself and a few more Patsy Long and um, and O'Callaghan, a few more like that. Uh, Orla Barringer, a few more. Right. Michael McNamara was there as well, and Maraid, of course, Marie Ben. And we would all take turns. And I think what we were doing at the time, if I remember correctly, we were doing two nights a month. So one week in the month you would be um, going in doing your, okay. your, your stint in it or whatever. Um, and you'd be doing your two nights and then there was a rotational roster, we'll say, for right. after that, we'll say. So that was the case for about, 
I suppose I was like that for about doing that for about two years, I suppose. And then Michael Cleary approached me, I think, was it in the year 2000 or there thereabouts to know would I join the supervisory committee as it was known that time, but right. is now called the Board Oversight Committee. So I joined that and Mary O'Grady and Catherine Minogue from Fecal was involved in it at the time and we worked away. And you could still do, at the time, you were still allowed to um, to be a volunteer on the desk as well so you weren't to take in the money and all that sort of thing, as well as being part of the okay. supervisory committee. Right. But all that changed then as soon as the central bank got involved in 2010, 12 yes. or whatever there after the crash or whatever. So I was doing the supervisory committee then right up until I suppose, I don't know, was it 2014 when I moved over onto the board? Okay. And then you see in the process then we were doing, there was courses then started to happen. Then there was, you know, the University of Ulster were doing courses and we were doing, we a lot, a lot of us on the board and supervisors did a course called the ACUP course. There's a lovely picture, isn't there, on the yeah, wall there of all of you that did the, it? Yeah, yeah, inside, yeah. So we all did the, the ACUP course, and that was through, as I said, the university in Belf, or university, Ulster University. And um, so it was kind of a certificate course, okay. you know, that we did at the time. And then, um, as I said, I was on the board then, we'll say, for a year or two. And then the opportunity came then for down in... UCC were offered the diploma course, which was a follow on from the ACUP. So it was kind of mooted at the time that was asked, you know, would you think about going for the chair and that sort of thing? And I was kind of humming and hawing or whatever. And I was kind of, yeah, sure, look, could we give it a go? There was, I felt a need for maybe a female yes, sort yeah, of. Uh, you were ready uh, for it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I had a lot of years done at that stage and, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, so I did the diploma course. Not the search would have been enough, but I did the diploma course again. A number of us on the board were doing the diploma course. It was kind and, of and doing that course now, Mary, was that in your own time? Oh yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, on your own time. And you did one day a month then in Maynooth, okay. even though it was accredited by uh, UCC. Right. Um, you were given an opportunity to kind of they were given kind of centres that were okay. kind of dotted around the country, right? So that people, you know, because there was lots more people from credit yes. unions and that that were somewhere that would be central. So to there you. was central, yeah. and there was kind of different little parts it was down the south it was Maynooth and I think there was one in Dublin maybe at the okay. time as well so yeah you were doing one day a month right or one yeah one Saturday a month um, in Maynooth okay. so that went on for about I suppose not quite as long as a, a school year but near yeah. enough to it was there it's a commitment isn't it with young children and a, a day job as well yeah it was at the time or whatever it just kind of, I suppose I was working locally and it was kind of handy enough yes. for me at the time. I didn't really mind, um, as I said, I was working locally. I was working four day weeks. So it was, you know, it, okay. it was fine. You it you know, I was able yeah. to fit it in. So it wasn't okay. too bad. Um, and then, as I said, the we, I was kind of asked then to go, would I go for the, the chair or whatever? So I was vice chair at that stage. Okay. And then... Um, William McLeisett was the chair, was William he? William McLeisett was the chair at the time, okay. so he was, yeah. And then, what you call, um, I went for the chair. But you see, to go for the chair then, you had to be passed by the central bank. So you had to okay. go through all this rigorous kind of right. um, form filling kind of, and vetting. Yeah, yeah more okay. or less is what it is. And it still is to this day, because this all came in 
by the financial regulator from the central bank um, that anyone of kind of you know high up on the yes. on the board would have to go through a vetting okay. procedure. Probably um, only right, I suppose. Well, this is it, yeah. of course, with all the that went on with the banks and the whole yes. lot of it. Um, but the unfortunate thing was. Credit unions were kind of lumped in the same as the banks, of course. which really, but anyway, that's a, yeah. a, a different it's story. It's just unfortunate. Yes, yeah. it is, yeah. But I suppose that the other side of it is, it, you know, there was very few, if, you know, only one or two credit unions that really had overspent or overlent yes. and all that sort of thing. So it was good that we were able to kind of maintain our own and hold of our course. own, you know, of and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's when I became chair, which was in, I think, twenty. 14 was it or yeah, December 2014 December, December 2014 <laughs> yes I get my dates I've tried to kind of remember them but um, so yeah and I went there for four years then which was the, the limit you could only okay. be um, wasn't on that the a big challenge Marion and the first ever chair person chair lady chair yeah, woman yeah of, it of, was um, of Derek Credit Union yeah, yeah and do you know what it was a great honour to actually have of and uh, you know it's something I'm very very proud of to be honest with you because you know there was it was it was a mainly a, a male, a male orientated, yeah, yeah organization prior to that and kind of still is to a certain degree so it yeah. was great to kind of have the female of course um um have a chair there and kind of yeah, yeah exactly and to represent the female female population we'll say on on the credit union but um but i have to say i would contribute all my success as, as regards to my own personal life and work yeah. and the whole lot of it to being chair of the credit union. Really? Yes, with 100%. Good. I felt it was, it gave confidence, it gave you a sense of, you know, how to, you know, how things work, how to, yeah. you know, organise things and okay. to lead and to, you know, it just kind of, I felt, showed up attributes that I never knew I had. Really? How to deal with how people? How to deal with yeah. people and how to, okay. you know, and I... I would honestly say that the Credit Union really? served me more probably oh, yeah. than I nearly served it. But isn't that brilliant to hear? Anyway, yeah, yeah without and a doubt. You probably wouldn't have expected that when you decided not to take all. the chair. Not at yeah. all, not at all. And, you know, it was nerve-wracking at the time because, you know, there were so many inspections being done by the by the central bank and they were coming down and they were, you know, you just never knew what yeah. you were going to be asked and what. And, you know, facing those people coming down, it gave, you know, the more you did it, of course, the more you do these things, the more confident yes, you get at it and the more yeah. it kind of feels second nature to you. But at the same time, it gives you confidence to kind of meet other people and to put yourself into situations that yes. you never thought you would be able yeah, to put yourself yeah. into. So, you know, for that, I would, you know, credit unions, or their credit union, but a lot of credit, all credit unions are looking for volunteers and looking for people, you know, to to join them and, and, and you know, help them to, to run and the credit union and the whole lot of it on the board of directors. And I'd recommend anyone to do it because yeah. it really is so well worth it and it gives you such confidence it gives you know the credit union is so beneficial to the to the the community it is the lifeblood of the community because if you don't have that you know, you're, where are you going with your small loans? Banks don't care about yes, people no. with the small loans. You're just a number, really, you're, aren't yes, you? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, you mm. know, the credit union is so mm. well worth it and so needed in every community. Yeah. And I think, you know, to support credit, their credit union and to, you know, get involved because yes. you'll get as much 
if not more, out of it as what really? you put in, okay. without a doubt. Well, that's a glowing reference, Marion. If yeah. there is anybody listening that would like to get yes, involved, just, just pop into yeah. the office. Oh, yeah. without a doubt. And they're always yeah. looking for new volunteers, yeah. always. And I would recommend anyone. And, you know, if you feel that you could, you're, you, you could, you'd like to progress in your own career, but you don't have the confidence maybe to yes. do it, getting yeah. involved in something like the Credit right. Union gives you that. It's a win-win situation, it is. isn't it? It is, yeah. without a doubt. Without because a doubt. Patricia and myself presented Saturday Chronicle from there to celebrate the anniversary of their yeah. couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And everybody we spoke to in relation to people that had been involved years ago or that were still involved, they all spoke so highly, but there, there seemed to be no downside. No, there know. isn't. There isn't. Yeah. And, you know, while people say, oh, it's it's a lot of time out and it's a lot of work and there's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it is that. But you know what? That's what gives you the sense of satisfaction yes, in it yes. as well. Yeah. That that yeah. sense of responsibility and that sense of, you know, hard work yeah. done well. You so know. you get out of it what you put into it, of really, course. don't you? That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you, you do. You definitely get out if, as I said, as much, if not more, than yes. what you put into it. That's just brilliant. So, yeah. And so, Marion, you stayed four years there. I stayed four years on the as chairperson, chairperson. because that's okay. the limit that you can right. only stay. Okay. Um, new regulations before you can only, before the, we'll say the involvement of the financial regulator, mm. you could stay on to be chair as off or as long oh, as you okay. want or be re-elected yeah. or, as the case may right, be. Right. But now you can only be on the board as a director as far as I know, 12 years okay. and as a chair for four years right. and then you have to retire which well, is good harm. it yeah. is good because mm. you know um moving of roles and changing of roles mm. you know sometimes if if somebody is in a role continuously it the role can become stale and yes. you know and yeah. i think new blood brings mm. new life to it and new exactly. ideas and new yeah. in every new, walk of yes, life exactly yeah. of course yes yeah. exactly so and Marion, there has been no women chairperson since no 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 but you never yeah. know you're working on it well you? never know there <laughs> might be now again soon but we'll see we'll and see. you are still involved obviously Marion. um i didn't i actually stepped down um in 2020 i okay. took over i kind of left the job i was in while yes. you know in the locality in scarf yeah. and i moved to limerick in my own job okay. which is why i'm saying that really the credit union helped me to move on. It gave right. me the, you know, the, the confidence, the confidence yeah. and the encouragement to be able to move on. Right. So then I took up a new role in in the HC in um, January or March twenty twenty, just before right. COVID. And I just it just wasn't possible yes. to keep it all going yeah. because the hours were just too long. And right, and travelling and, and traveling yeah. and you know okay. it, it was too too yeah. intense. So I've stepped away for a couple okay. of years from my own. But I'm sure if anybody wants to talk to you about it or give oh, advice without, that you're always there. Oh, without a shadow there. of a doubt. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, I'd help anyone or, yeah. you know, and who knows, maybe in a couple of years' time I might get involved yes. again if it's need be. Yeah. But um, for the moment, I'm just trying to focus on my own job okay. and my own self at the moment. One so. day at a time, Marion. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> a lot exactly. of us have reached that stage where yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Just trying to slow down. Well, of course, Marion Scarfby Reed, Commissioner Reed, you're always looking for volunteers and we're very local as well. well very so, good. you know, yes, don't never forget. Never know, never know. Maybe. <laughs> don't forget. Yes, yes, never know. Well, know. listen, Marion, it was really nice to speak to you and I suppose, looking back, it was a great honour for you and your husband, your family and, and your mother, I suppose, yeah, in particular. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, she was very woman. proud. Yeah. yeah, my mother was very proud, fair yeah. play. Yeah, Fantastic. and just kind of, and the family are, are yeah. both like and very supportive. And in fairness, now to to Jerry, he did all the evening work while yes, I was gone. In I know, the evening, yeah, you yeah. know, when the lads were small and all that sort of thing. So yeah, you do need support at yeah. home. So not alone is there behind every good man is a good woman. Ah, behind yeah, every good, good woman, woman is a good, is a good man. man as well. Of course, <laughs> it naturally. works both ways, yes, doesn't it? It does, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listen, Marion, it was right. lovely to have okay. a chat with you, and thanks very much, and best of luck in your new career. And thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Marion. Thank you very much to Arutharan. McManus. Uh, thank you very much to Jim and thank you very much for all of you who come 
from far and wide to join us here today and enjoy the rest of your evening. God bless and look after yourselves.